Lord, bear me strength. You saying we're good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We can we can start the podcast now. Starting the podcast in three, two, podcast. Hello and welcome. <laughs> this is the podcast by Tim and Mike. Hey, welcome to the Six Pack Podcast. This is week seven. If we were a football team, we'd pretty much know if we were good or bad by now. We're bad. Yeah, I was going to say, are we the, we're the New York Giants of podcasts. Uh, I'd say we're not as bad as the New York Giants. We're looking more 49er-ish, just like, just bad. Like, not even bad. Like, the, the Giants are so bad because they haven't won a game yet that everybody else pays attention to them because they're so bad. We're just like so bad that nobody cares. Oh, so we're like the Jets. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Should have thought of that other New York team. Yeah. And my team. All right. So I brought the beer this week. You did. Which is, <laughs> I uh, I had a long night last night. I'm surprised this is the first time it's happened to one of us. <laughs> but Tim, Tim got here like two hours ago and I just was not ready to <laughs> drink some beer yet. Mike's a little worse for the wear. I feel great. <laughs> but, uh, just before we start talking about the beer that Mike picked, <laughs> let me do the quick uh, refresher every week in case there's somebody who's listening to the first episode. This is the Six Pack Podcast. Woo. This is Tim Marson. That's Mike Murphy on the other line. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're right next to each other. I know, but I want to make it seem professional like we're calling each other. Why, why would we do that? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> just, just go with it. All right. So we got six beers here. We got a six pack of beers. That's the name of the Six Pack Podcast. Uh, each of us drinks three beers. We each choose three topics. Well, one of us talks about our subject. The other person drinks their beer. Uh, so if I when, – when my beer is done and – uh, I finish it, and Mike's topic is done. So if he picks a really dumb topic, what? Uh, <laughs> I can chug my beer and then <laughs> end that topic. I uh, would like to say I am not the one who has chosen soup as a topic. All right, but that was a heated discussion. <laughs> well, like all good soups. Otherwise, it would be a gazpacho. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway. All right. I forgot. I love loud. We turned on this new feature this week, which like automatically changes the volume level when we're yeah. talking in our own ears. I can't hear. A thing so that's when going Tim on right yells, now. it just cuts out our volume. It's still fine. No, it's going. It's absolutely fine. It's just because you yelled. I can't hear anything that's going on. I know. <laughs> so don't. The answer is to not yell. I can hear you now. It like slowly had to build back up. It's like a punishment. Every time you yell, you can't hear yourself. You know I like to yell, Murphy. See, now I can't hear anything. <laughs> Our listeners are like, what the hell are they talking about? It's such fine to us. I don't know. Well, it's not good because we're recording on what we're recording. <laughs> yeah. All right. So talk about your beer. So I bought a uh, artisanal little beer from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Very artisanal. Um, it's it's known for having won a blue ribbon in 1850-something. <laughs> and um, it's from a little brewery called Pabst. Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> I, I'm, I couldn't do an IPA or even a locker. <laughs> you know, it was only a matter of time before we had just a really drinkable beer that cost $2 in every bar. So we went with PBR today, folks. Yeah, no one's ever had this before. The whole thing, the whole six pack cost me $7. <laughs> and for you non-New Yorkers, that's a great deal. That's an amazing deal. Most of the beers we get are like 13 yeah, for the show. Anywhere but like... Anywhere between 11 to 13. Yeah. So this is half. Look at all the money I saved me. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, so who's going first? So I believe that means that I drink the first beer and you get the first topic. Right? Cool. Okay. That's how that goes? 
I'm I'm playing the role of you right now. I actually completely forget how this. But works. I also completely forget, so that role isn't helpful. All right. Well, we're just gonna do it. I'm okay, just gonna drink go the first it. beer, and you have the first topic, and we just go for and it. And then afterwards, we can go back and look where the guy already is. Oh, we, we we messed up. All right. So Tim is grabbing his first Pabst Blue Ribbon. Ready for the sound? I'm ready. Nice. So what's your topic? No, it's your topic. I just drank the beer. <laughs> One day I'll figure out the premise of my own podcast <laughs> um okay i'm gonna start with uh, we might have actually done this wrong i think but it's all right i just i mean we're not gonna be podcast purists going you don't know how to run your if, podcast sirs if, if somebody says that to me on twitter more power to you yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> the first retweet. time we get a t-shirt for our podcast like five years down the line i'll send you the first t-shirt <laughs> um but all right my first topic i didn't i forgot which one i was gonna do first but i'm gonna start with uh, Tom Petty, who we he passed away the day we uh, recorded our last podcast, but I think he, even though everyone in the media reported it, hadn't actually died when. Yeah, it was kind of in limbo, yeah. and we were just kind of sad about it. Yeah, so I mean, we, still sad about it. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, he passed away. He ended up passing away late, late, late at night. Mm-hmm. But uh, most people reported that he died because. Uh, TMZ and a few other places had said that they got confirmation, and then the places they got confirmation from were like, "No." We TMZ was actually correcting people; they had it right. After, they always have death threats. The, oh, or after it was it was TMZ and CBS both reported it wrong, but no. then TMZ corrected themselves. No, you, you've got this wrong. Trust me, dude. I do <laughs> do a lot of breaking news. Okay. TM, TMZ had it right; they had that he was in critical condition. They'd taken him off life support. Yeah. CBS then reported that he was dead, and then people uh, ran with the CBS report, and TMZ came back and corrected CBS and said he's clinging to life. Whatever, uh, that's not really the point of what we're talking no, about. No, it isn't, but... I just don't want people to get, you know, the, gotta give TMZ their credit. They, they, they have been surprisingly good at mm-hmm. getting this sort of stuff right for a while now. Yeah. Um, like, beating all other news outlets. Well, because this is a different discussion, but they're willing to pay, and that's how they do yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. It's not great. But, um, but no, anyway, I, I just wanted to... Because we didn't talk about him last week, I just wanted to, you know, kind of mention how great he was. I think um, he often, you know, he he was like one of those ever-present rock and roll musicians from forever. Like, I don't think anyone really ever, you know, a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions about a lot of musicians, especially older, you know, like baby boomer generation rockers. But, uh, you know, a lot of people love or hate Bruce Springsteen or... How dare they? Uh, the Rolling Stones or, you know, whoever. Um, but I've never really ever heard anyone be like, no, Tom Petty sucks. Yeah. Like, he he just played great music. And because he was from the South, but, you know, spent most of his uh, years in California, had this really great perspective of a lot of the country. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, like, I think you put that really well, that he was, he was just like, not, not and this isn't a bad thing, but Tom Petty was like, something we all agreed on. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't, I don't think, I mean, lots of people went to Tom Petty concerts and lots of people definitely really loved Tom Petty, but because he didn't engender that debate, like if, if Tom Petty came on stage, everybody was happy. Yeah. And, and I, I, I saw him, I think I only saw him once. I saw him at a festival. I saw him at Firefly. I think he headlined the first year there. Yeah. Um, the Firefly Music Festival in, in Delaware. And it was just great. Like everybody showed up to that one. It was like young kids to like, baby boomers who were just showing up only for Tom Petty. Everybody just sat out there and hung out and he played good music and it was a ton of fun. Everybody knew all the songs. It was, like, he was just a stalwart. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go to a karaoke 
and not hear like won't back that won't back down free falling a free falling by the way this the one song everybody learned on guitar yeah because it's easy mm-hmm. i've heard that he was challenged to write a song with one chord to write that song <laughs> it's just it's just variations on d yeah it's just different d chords it's the first uh, song i learned yeah and i think that's so awesome there's just like an authenticity and like simplicity i'll t- tell you one thing made me a lot more popular at senior week in high school <laughs> and you could play literally just because i mean if you don't know how the guitar it seems cool yeah. just play like three different versions of a d chord and everybody sings along yeah hell yeah 18 yeah. year old tim really liked that <laughs> it was nice that was a nice little boost to the confidence and there was uh there was a great thing so he was from gainesville florida and the uh what's that university of florida yeah uh they before their game i guess yesterday the entire crowd was singing like what there's like a hundred thousand people all yeah, singing massive stadium um you know i won't back down it was just like reverberating through the through the crowd it That's was so really cool. it's really awesome like i don't know there's not a lot of not all our musicians that a lot of people can agree on like that yeah he was just good like yeah. tom petty was just good yeah and seemed like a completely decent dude too which is just yeah a hard thing yeah and he was great did you ever watch uh, king of the hill uh, like off and on, but I heard he, he was great. He had a recurring character on that. It was basically like a dopier version of him. <laughs> was like a guy from the South. Um, but it was for, he was very good on that. See, but that, that's what's cool about, you know, like, like we were saying, he's not, he was a massive star, but not one of these people who engendered these like huge debates. I mean, could you imagine, I know that everybody showed up in The Simpsons every once in a while, but like another big rock star just being a recurring character. Yeah, right? Like yeah. that's that's so interesting. And he was on an episode, he was on one or two episodes of The Simpsons. He was on the rock camp one. Yeah, right? he was yeah. on that one where he was the lyricist. Because his lyrics, I mean, that's another right. thing. It's like, he's obviously known for having catchy songs, but they're really well written. Yeah. You know? uh, I think a great example of that is if you listen to the cover that Johnny Cash did with him of yeah. I Won't Back Down. Yeah. I mean, Cash, those those records he did before he passed away, like, really show what happens when you put lyrics at the forefront of a song, the way that they're all recorded. And that was, like, a great example. I think I think that was the only one he actually recorded with the artist who wrote the song um, or performed the song. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's awesome. I would yeah. I would recommend everyone listen to that. It is a good song. Like, the way he does it, I mean, you hear different... It's, it's like, a, it's a better version of when... Uh, like everybody does the acoustic version of like rap songs or whatever, <laughs> where you start you hear like different things about the lyrics because the Tom Petty lyrics are actually good. But yeah, yeah like, but like you know, there's, there's like that that trope of the emotional rap cover with a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a lot like that where it's Johnny Cash. If you get Johnny Cash to sing anything, it's going to lend it some gravitas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the two have such different voices. And that was I read somebody saying I forget I can't remember who it was, but somebody said Tom Petty was the. Uh, inspiration that they needed that anybody could sing <laughs> you know yeah he, he had a whiny high voice and um, nobody sounds like him you always know when it's yeah i know and that's but that like that's awesome in and of itself whereas johnny cash has like the opposite voice yeah johnny cash has a voice that's just like 30 years of heartbreak and gravel yeah it's like <laughs> <a> mountain singer <laughs> especially at the end i mean he was just yeah he just was old man time <laughs> singing it was amazing yeah all right, so what's your favorite Tom Petty song? I don't know. I think um, I was trying to think about which one. I actually made this uh, playlist because um, I, I did our for course. I did the like here are the best Tom Petty songs. I made a playlist so anyone could have them. Mm-hmm. I 
love the Traveling Wolverines, and Tom, mm. Tom Petty was one of the members of that, mm-hmm. um, which was a super band in the 80s before that was like a popular thing. It was him, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, George Harrison, and the guy from, I think, ELO. I can't remember who the other huh. one was. It was, like the, it was definitely like the Ringo. Of yeah, that. everybody needs a bench player, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but they had a couple of songs that I really loved, um, that, that he was on. Um, they were, they were, um, I, I don't, I like the Charlie Will Craze, but the, they were just kind of odd songs. But, uh, I think in terms of my favorite, uh, like regular Tom Petty, probably you don't know how it feels. Okay. Like, I just think that's a great but he's got so many, you know. I I just I ride for American Girl, and I know it's basic of me. No, it's, but it's a just great like song. every time that comes on, I get jacked up. I get really excited. It's um, fun to listen to every time. So when I was making this uh, playlist, I was like soliciting people's favorite songs. Yeah, one of them I'd never heard. I was just telling you this a second ago. There was a song that he did, I think, in the '90s on an, or '80s on an album called uh, Southern Accents. Um, the song called Rebels. Mm-hmm. It's great, and it's like from that dead period because he was really big in the seventies, and then had a great resurgence in the nineties with the Heartbreakers. Yeah, but he had this album um, and this one song, and it had other f- famous songs on it like um, "Don't Come Around Here No More." But it was like a really good um, song. It was different than a lot of his other ones. I liked it a lot. It was more about like his southern roots and be actually like you know coming from that part of the world that still believes the South will rise again. Yeah, and like how he was born that way, but. What does that actually mean? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, it was cool. And I was glad to learn that there were more songs out there than I even knew. Well, hopefully there's stuff in the can that, you know, that yeah. it always seems to happen, but happen with artists. Yeah, with everybody. I can't Michael remember Jackson's the name still releasing songs. <laughs> it's been definitely like a decade. Yeah. I, I can't remember what the name of the song was, but I heard, I had a similar experience with the song I didn't really know. Um, but a side effect of drinking PBR is I'm almost done this because it's so just easy to like, easy, easy to drink and light. I'm used to forcing myself to drink it quickly, but we're about done. So, right. any Tom Petty thoughts that you want to close on? Um, no, I, th- I think that's it. I, I think I will back down from Tom Petty. Yeah. Was that bad? Yeah. Oh. This podcast is in the free fall. You're an American girl. That <laughs> one oh, didn't work. Oh, yeah. Okay, All right. Was it back on now? Oh, I made it go, I made it go quiet again with my yelling. <laughs> I really hope this sounds better for the listeners because it's so confusing to us. Yeah, I, I literally can't hear a thing of what we're talking about. So hopefully it does sound better. Or if it's if we're getting like periods of super quietness, that's going to be bad. I think no, I think it's okay for them. I don't know why it's doing it for us, but anyway, okay. So Mike's cracking his beer. We're going on yeah, to my first topic, second topic of the pod. Interesting to ingest. Now. Yeah, Mike is really struggling. I'm, I'm. I felt fine, and now I don't. But here we go. I'm going to drink some beer. Drink a bunch of beer. How's that first sip? Malty. Malty? Jeez. Did anyone else ever in their life have too many things to drink and then they drink it again the next day? They're like, I don't remember why I ever liked this thing. Yeah? Is that what you're feeling with beer? All I get is the malt. With that worst part of the beer. (laughs) (laughs) With that positive thought, we're going to go to my first (laughs) subject of the day. And we actually just got our sound back in our earphones now. This is a weird feature. I don't think we can do it. No. Anymore. I mean, I could probably turn it off. No, I shouldn't turn it off. If, if we get reports that the sound is better, then we have to live with it yeah. because it already sounds like we record the bathtub. <laughs> but, but if it gets any – if it's not any better, man, this is weird. Well, we should get a real microphone. And then yeah, we, we should buy a real microphone. I'll tell you what. If we get – If we start a Patreon. If we get like uh, – 
Um, what's our number? What's our number of SoundCloud plays week? Because it's it's like tough total to, or, or it's tough to tell now because the iTunes downloads versus SoundCloud plays. I thought they all went into iTunes. I ran into SoundCloud. That's what somebody told me. Oh well, then well then we really went downhill after <laughs> the first week. But whatever, we, we we probably should just get a podcast mic. Yeah. Anyway, what's your topic? Uh, first topic for me is AIM AOL Instant Messenger. Another Which is just basically me taking a big trip down the nostalgia <laughs> hole. Uh, AIM is going to be fully killed off. It's basically like, I don't know, it's like one of those celebrities that everybody thought was dead, <laughs> but, 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 but now it's gonna actually going to die. Um, but I, I tell you what, the reason I wanted to talk about it, and I, I would like to get your thoughts on it from your angle being a tech reporter. Yeah, but I wrote about it on Friday. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts in a second. Um, but it is one of, I was surprised how nostalgic I am for that because it's such a weird thing that could have only existed in that time where you would talk over the computer over dial-up connections where you had to like borrow 30 minutes from your parents and I just saw like how it used to look and and I forgot how like you never really knew what part of the conversation you were in it was like really slow and you had to weigh messages and for me that was middle school so it's compounded the awkwardness of this weird People didn't really know how to interact yet with like yeah. text Other messaging. People. Yeah, like <laughs> messaging over the internet. People didn't really know how to well, act yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. and then th- that was like a whole new language. And then you combine it with the awkwardness of middle school. It was the just like the pinnacle of uncomfortableness. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and it, it really took me down on a nostalgic goal because like that was I didn't have a I wasn't allowed to have a cell phone yet. Mm. So like for thirty minutes when I could squeeze it in when my parents would let me going into like the computer in like the, the computer room and going <laughs> to like try to talk to your crush or talk to your friends and plan like your weekend activities because very few of us had cell phones was incredible and I, it just made me think of like that time it's it's, it's almost like a, I, I don't even want to say record players because they existed for far longer maybe like a tracks or something that's very specific that Maybe I think will what was that mini disc mini I guess yeah same time period it's just yeah <laughs> but it's, it's like it's gonna always be connected to that time point yeah and, and you can see like how you know the, the bones of AIM have lived on but uh, it was such a it, it, it was a dumb product or it was kind of it was great no it was fantastic actually interesting I read a story on Mashable.com of all places from a few years ago that I was reading for what I wrote on Friday that mm-hmm. um the execs at AOL wanted to kill it. Yeah. Like, it was a few engineers who were like, this is a great idea. We should make this a standalone product. Yeah. And they went behind the executives back, basically, to wow. build it. And they were like, this is dumb. Let's kill it. And then it became massively popular. I mean, it was just like the coolest thing you couldn't even imagine. Like, And the fact that you were able to do it over these terrible dial connections where it would take 40 minutes to get to sign on. And then, I mean, I remember sitting there on this, I mean, this big, like, gateway computer. Yeah. um, And looking at who was online, and you would talk to a few friends who you knew were going to be online. And then you would check to see, like, oh, my God, that your crush just took off their away messages. They're online. But then you had to sit there and wait, like, I hope they talk to me first. Yeah, you can't be the the eager guy there in that situation. Second, that light goes green. You can't be like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? So you would have, like, oh, God, I hope they talk to me. They never did. No. Uh, Man, it was – and then you, like, getting somebody's, like – Screen name, God, I can't even remember the name of like what they were called. I'm their, yeah, no, but I must said their handle. Oh. Like getting somebody's screen name was such a big deal. Like, oh man, that was it was such a weird time. What was your handle? Screen name. Uh, okay, so I started 
Everybody had more than one. I had more than one too. But uh, yeah, so well, you, you like I matured into my new one. But I, I but I my first one was actually my best one. I was Fresh Prince of DE one. <laughs> so I was the Fresh Prince of Delaware one. Because somebody, somebody took Fresh Prince DE, and I found out who it was who took who did, took it first. I hated that guy. Um, <laughs> like somebody you knew. I had like knew knew somebody who knew somebody. I mean, how many people are trying to get that? Yeah, how many people trying to get that? And like That's internet really didn't funny. hit the, the southern part of Delaware until like five years ago. <laughs> um, and then my second one was uh, Nick Ram 19, which is it. the Marson backwards. Oh, Nick Ram. That's kind of weird. Yeah, what was yours? My first one was so bad. Yeah. Mike the Jackass 86. I think that's, I mean, it's it works. It's descriptive. Yeah, Did I, you like the Jackass franchise? It was partially that, but also just because I was a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> just very self-aware. Yeah. And Mike, Mike's older than me, so what, what time period is this? Well, so that was, I got that in high school, because I think I talked to like my cousins and stuff in the US. Yeah. But, I mean, really in the UK um, and much of Europe, people were using MSN Messenger instead of AOL Messenger. Okay. Um, and then when I got to college, and I also got it like late high school, I used it for um, talking to people once I got into college. Okay. Um, like my freshman roommates, I talked to before I met them on AIM. Yeah. And the first time I talked to um, my good friend Andrew, um, it wasn't him. Like he'd given me his screen <laughs> name over email, and it was his girlfriend at the time. Oh. Uh, she had no idea who I was. I thought it was him, and he was just like going on about. I don't even remember. It was That's like, so funny. And eventually she's like, oh, this is this is Leslie. I, I, Andrew isn't here. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now I feel slightly... This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, well... But that was the kind of shenanigans that would happen. Yeah, all the time. Like, I would always log in as other people. Or like at work, at end. school. You leave yourself logged in on yeah. the school computer if you could get on. Well, no. that was a bad day. That was a bad move, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, then I moved... When I got to college, I decided that was a bad first impression username yeah. <laughs> so I changed it to an obscure part of an obscure yeah, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I knew it before you said it it was the word whiskey boot uh, which is from a sure. song on his debut record uh, whiskey boot hill um, of course as you do <laughs> and I like whiskey and I have boots <laughs> I don't know. It's all coming together. Yeah. Hey, but you can't judge screen this names, okay? This is before I figured out that I could use my initials for everything, and it's the best screen name. Yeah. Like, now everything. MCWM on Twitter. Everything is MCWM. Like, that's great. I don't know why that took me, like... I Whenever I got Twitter, that was when I first did, like, 2008. Uh, it took me, like, over two decades of screen <laughs> names. Like, my first email address, which was a Hotmail email address from 1999, <laughs> nice. was uh, joecool457 at hotmail.com. Oh, Murphy. I don't know why I went with Joe Cool, but I do remember why I did four five seven. It was the it was the model number of the rollerblades I really liked. Oh, that's the most nightmarish thing I've ever said. Oh my god, that's so great. Yeah, and then I switched to True Limp at Yahoo.com. Wait, to what? True underscore Limp at Yahoo.com. So this? I was a big Limp Biscuit fan. No. Yeah. No, you were a big. Yeah. And that was my aim. Email. What? What? Yeah, you were you were you were a true Limp Bizkit fan. No, that was my name. You, of all people, you you were like the biggest Fred Durst head out there. I I wore a red Yankees cap backwards, just like what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
I went straight. I should drink my beer. We went straight away from. <laughs> I can't picture you being a Lubiskin fan. Did you go to like a? What was my, did you go to any, any concerts? Of, uh, <laughs> no, I, I never you saw gotta, them. You got you got to understand that Mike is like the biggest music snob in the world. <laughs> what you? Right, you're pretty. You're a pretty. You have specific taste in music. I haven't. You don't know anything in the top forty. Yeah, that's true. I got yelled at last night for that. <laughs> and you were a huge Limp Biscuit fan. Yeah, I did it all for the Nookie. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. I didn't know what that word meant. Oh God. Yeah, I was a big. Fan. I had horrible. T- I was like fourteen. I tell you what. I don't know what's going to color this podcast, but finding out that is all worth it. I'm surprised I didn't. I not told you that before. I'm glad I told you that at the same time. I'm telling all of our listeners. Oh my God, guys. I don't know. AIM was so wonderful. I mean, I saw my best friend get broken up with over AIM. <laughs> it was crushing, and I just went out and played basketball. Uh, it, well, I think it was it, it. You know, it was a precede preceding for the entire way we use it. Right? I mean, I mean, like the the DNA is one hundred percent there with Slack that everybody uses. Not even that. Like, I mean, every messaging app wouldn't mm-hmm. exist without that structure, mm-hmm. and. I, I've seen a few people. I actually put it in my the story I wrote uh, on Friday, but I saw a bunch of people saying away messages were basically tweets. Yeah, I mean, uh, the dude, the, the biz, or whatever is like the biz down. Yeah, said like we we're in part inspired by away messages. He's he said a lot of things this week. Well, yeah, so. he's yeah yeah. I almost thought about putting that in as a topic, but I'm like, you know what? It's so easy to hate on Twitter. Yeah, he said a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, a lot, um, a lot of dumb stuff. You should Google that, and we're not going to talk about it. But anyway, yeah, I mean, they, they pretty much said, yeah, we were inspired. Oh, that's it. interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, but, like, that kind of stuff, I, I, I tweeted when I, the second I found out, I said that the thing that made me fall in love with the internet mm-hmm. has is died. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the case for a lot of people of yeah. our generation. It was, it was this crazy thing where you really saw the potential, and the scary weird shit as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we're going to be chat honest, rooms? like, chat rooms. Oh, God. There were public chat rooms that anyone could go in, and every question you were asked was ASL, yeah. age, sex, location, for those of you too young or too old <laughs> to know what that means. Um, I mean, I love to think that, like, looking back on it, my parents didn't want me to have a Hotmail account because they thought that was, like, porn or something. Yeah. But then, like, AIM, which everyone was using, was, like, where people went to, like, go solicit yeah. internet sex from people. I mean, because that's the way... Uh now, you might know the technicalities of this better, but back then, looking up anything online, because I had a dial-up system, was an endeavor. And it was oh, yeah. Still, and it was still like, you know, it was definitely, I, I think a lot of people at that point didn't think it was a fad anymore, but it was still a, it was still a chore, and it, and it wasn't, everything wasn't at your fingertips like it is now. But um, because the, the instant messenger was so pared down and a pretty simple thing, it, it moved as fast as things move now. Yeah. I mean, you send a message, you'd be there, they get a message back, it's there. It was like texting. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly like texting. But to have that access to everybody all at once that you went to school with or that you knew, and then to just jump into this random pool, it, you're right. It, it was like the internet 1.0, yeah. just very basic, but it had all of, the, all of the good shit and the bad shit that comes with that. Well, I think a lot of platforms that have come out of that have the foresight of realizing you can't just let kids talk to strangers on the internet. Like yeah, that was the good. first one. And like, that's like that show to catch a predator, I think basically started because yeah. of like, where they got a lot of source material from, yeah. from that. Right. Yeah. And 
I never, I never delved into the chat rooms. I was too scared. Oh, uh, I would, I did. I was bored. Well, yeah, you, but you again, you were older. I was older. That's Mike true. is old, so I am, I am geriatric. It's my birthday soon. Oh man, I know. I'm officially in my like real thirties now. Oh no, I'm not thirty. Oh no, I know. If you were like an NBA player, you'd be coming up towards the end of your career. Or so you better get going on that NBA career. <laughs> I am. I'm on. I'm on two K now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike Murphy. I'm playing for the Cavaliers. Oh, nice. Way to go, buddy. Yeah. All right. This is my last thing. Finish that, finish that beer. We go on to the next thing. I'm guessing we spend a lot more time on AM than Tom Petty, and I'm guessing that has a lot to do with Mike's current state, which is not well. I'm. I'm. You're that hurt? was a. That was a gross beer. But did the hair of the dog help at all? I mean, it's been eight seconds, so I don't know yet. <sighs> we'll find out after two more. Beers. Us internet kids want instant gratification for everything. Well, All right, I'm gonna crack this Bronson. Gonna crack this Bronson now. Gonna crack this Bronson now. That's good. All right, what are you talking about? Oh, I, <laughs> I listener, you can't see, but I just put my head in my hands. I just put my head in my hands because it's like a goldfish going from moment to moment with no memory of what he just swam. I I blame the past. Uh, <laughs> That's a bad remix of Blame on the Alcohol. <laughs> Just blame it on the past. All right, what should I talk about? I'm going to talk Other about subjects. Um, a no, I'm going to talk about this baseball player, a baseballman. He's he's Tim and I were talking before. Um, we were trying to think of like, oh, you know, what happened in sports recently that we should talk about? Because we both like, like sports. Sports is a thing that's enjoyable to watch with other people. Um, and Tim was like, I'm not watching the postseason in baseball. Yeah, um, I maybe watch like six pitches. And what I said to Tim was, I have watched every Yankees game. I'm like, I, I grew up when I was very young. I was a Yankees fan. Gross. Um, well, you know, families from Jersey and Long Island. You know, it's like them or who's gonna root for the Mets? Nobody roots for the Mets. Have you been like rooting for a cricket team or something? No, cricket is bad. Some British bullshit. We could, we could do that as a topic one time. Okay. I hate. I'm cricket. sorry, I'm derailing everything. But um, I in the summer. Not the summer, the spring, spring training. That's when it is. Um, I was down in Florida, and mm-hmm. I got to see a bunch of games, and I got to see the Yankees play. And I saw this kid, Aaron Judge. Even though he's not really a kid, he's like twenty. He was like twenty-four at the time. He's the size of a mountain. He is the largest human. He should be playing any other sport. Like I mean, he's he, a he's a fucking Ford Bronco. Yeah, I mean, he could be playing football or basketball very easily. Yeah, and he's going to make more money playing baseball. Yeah, but um, I saw him play, and I was massively impressed. And people I was watching with were like, anybody can impress in spring training, right? Yeah. And anybody can have a couple of good games. As the as the movie Major League Two once said, <laughs> "Wow, Willie's got some great power." Yeah, all the guys are going to be bagging groceries next week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I was exceedingly impressed, and I, I thought I saw something, and I forget who it was. It was somebody like some old famous Yankee. Reggie Jackson or somebody said this kid is going to be legit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this kid, Aaron awesome. Judge, has had one of the best, if not the best, uh, rookie season. Yeah, he's like 52 homers now. He, he's got the record now for the most homers in a rookie season. He's also like in the top 15 of most homers ever yeah. in a season. I mean, yeah, he hit 50, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, they literally, there's a Wikipedia article, the 50 run, uh, home run club. Like, yeah. that in and of itself is a noteworthy feat. He did it in his first season. Yeah. Um, he also plays defense really well, and he, 
is just seems like he's just a nice kid. Yeah, um, everything I've heard. And you know, so he's just fun to watch. Like he's always smiling, and he seems to legitimately enjoy playing baseball, which yeah. is rare in this day and age. Yeah, he honestly. looks like he looks like Derek Jeter's large adult son. Which is great. <laughs> Radioactive Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like uh, after a Derek Jeter like becomes the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't like me when I'm angry and also <laughs> still playing baseball. <laughs> but he he's just like really fun to watch because he can hit a ball harder than anyone I've ever yeah. seen. I mean, he like murders it. Can I, can I ask a tough question here? Yes. Do you have any concerns? about cheating yes, yes I do yeah. I said that over the it's summer. always in the back of your head right I mean he's built well he's a very large man so yeah. that is in his favor when you look at someone like back in the day the guys but, who but how extra large you know what I mean like it's no totally to totally but like you look at the guys back in the day who were big men or not big men who broke records that were yeah. also breaking the rules Mark McGuire Sandy Sosa were not big and then they became very wide like well, Aaron, Aaron Judge is what 6'4"? My my point to that, um, well, well, they were tall too. They were they were taller than you think. But mm-hmm. my my point to that, see, I, I don't know. I obviously have no information about what Aaron Judge is doing. But this is something I actually used to think of with um, uh, Mike became a Phillies fan in college, and I grew up outside of Philly um, with Ryan Howard when he was yeah. really good. He was a Phillies first baseman with a ton of power and hit like fifty home runs a couple of years. Um, unfortunately, the reason everybody kind of knew with McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds is back in the day. Um, the, the lifting regimens weren't as good as they were, and the steroids, what they were taking, they were anabolic, very, like, <sighs> steroids 1.0. Yeah. So they would become really inflated and, like, almost water weighty. Yeah. And now when you see guys who get caught cheating in other sports, like football or, or baseball, they, they, they don't really, like, blow up like that. One, because people are lifting from age 10. Yeah. And two, it's, it's not, you know, these, like, really crude anabolic steroids. It's HGH, which is just kind of full body strength it's not they're not going to have blown up muscles so you, I mean you're right like Aaron Judge might just be like our beautiful baseball boy yeah. who it's all the beautiful baseball home runs yeah. and he is wonderful and that's just he's just a giant he's just Paul Bunyan but I watch him and I love it and like I, I you know I don't watch that much baseball but when I do see it it's very entertaining it seems great but man it sucks to have that in the, because we grew up I in totally, that era I totally agree the back of your head right I think that about every player um and that's why someone like Bryce Harper or yeah. Mike Trout is so impressive because they don't look like freaks of nature. Yeah. They're just very good at baseball. Of course, if I found out Mike Trout was cheating, I love Mike Trout. Yeah, that would be a real shame. But he doesn't look – and as you're saying, I mean, the news stories don't necessarily make you do that. But, you know, I remember in the UK wearing a Mark McGuire shirt to school. Oh, God. Like, because he was that good. And that's yeah. – he ruined – he and Sammy Sosa ruined baseball for – a whole generation of kids. <laughs> they also saved it. it. Well, until they ruined it. Yeah, until they ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I the thing. They made it exciting, and then, and, and, and then we realized it was all fake. And, you know, there's an argument to make, like, does it matter, you know? I don't think it does. I don't care. I, I kind of care because I wish it was, like, GMO food. Yeah. Where yeah. you have to label. Yeah. And then I wouldn't care. If you want to screw up your body and potentially have horrible health problems because you want to be better at a sport for five years and it's all fun for us to watch, fine, do it. You'll make a ton of money and you'll be really fun to watch and then yeah. you'll have like... Liver problem. So many problems. It's the same the same bargain we make watching football. Yeah, well, that's, that's different though. Like football is an inherently violent sport. Yeah. That I, we know that everyone who goes in that chan- the game has the chance of hurting themselves fatally yeah. either in that game or over their career. 
Whereas baseball, it's like, you, well, if you are doing that, you're just afflicting it on yourself. Yeah. Unless you're like a psychopath who's going out there to hit balls at players. <laughs> to, 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 yeah. to, to be very and you, and you'd be very good at baseball if you were able to aim at specific players. That'd be pretty incredible. Like if, you could, if you could hit and aim to the side of the field, which is like, I mean, like I, I played baseball growing up through like high school. Like, yeah, you do try to hit to a side of the field. Oh, yeah, that's very different but than being a person. Yeah. yeah. You'd be, you'd be, I mean, you, at that point, you really have a fucked up brain because you could just be the best baseball player ever. You could bat 700. I, I did that. I was joined a, I started a kickball league for quartz and I was, I was trying to hit a kickball. If you don't know kickball listeners, it's literally baseball, except you have a soccer ball. Who doesn't more, know kickball? Literally half my freaking team. Really? <laughs> didn't know the rules. They're like, yeah, I'll play. What is it? <laughs> Here's 50 bucks. What is it? I imagine there's some kind of kicking a ball. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was like, why did you give me money and you don't know what you're doing? What if it sucks? Courts? <laughs> well, they were an international, very international. Okay. So a lot of uh, you know foreign people were like, I like kicking balls because I'm from Europe. But what does this mean? Um, but like, probably great at it. Some of them were very good. But it's actually a sport, kind of like baseball. Like Kicking really hard isn't going to help you. Yeah. Unless you can just nail it. Unless you court. can yeah. murder it like you are the Aaron Judge. You are Cristiano Ronaldo. But, like, I was trying to – why I brought this up. I was trying to – it was the, like, bottom of the 7th, which was the last thing. And I was trying to, like, bloop one into left field because it's yeah. a soccer ball. You can curve it, right? Oh, it's a soccer ball? Well, yeah. It's a, well, well, it's more like a volleyball-y thing. Okay. But it's, like, very buoyant. And, okay. like, you can, you can kick it real hard. Um, but I was trying to, like, angle it in the corner so it, like, landed right by the, um, the left field line. I completely screwed up. I just shaked it entirely and it hit the umpire. <laughs> it was standing nice. like slightly to the left in off, you know, off left field and I just beamed him. <laughs> he was such a nice man. I just like, kicked him in the face because I was trying to like be tactical, but I Way to suck. Go, just kick it hard. <laughs> All right, so to get, because I almost on my beard, to get back yeah. to Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even talk about the reason I was talking about this, which is just like, I'm only watch the pre postseason to see if he does something unprecedented. Well, isn't, but that's, um, that's like a feeling that not a lot of fans get to have where it's so exciting to where you watch a game like, and, and, and I, you know, I've said I haven't watched much baseball, but if I'm watching a game and I see Aaron Judge is going to be up next inning, I'll definitely stay and watch. Exactly. And it's so interesting. So I've been to a few games this season uh, watching the Yankees and I've watched a bunch on TV and I find it so crazy to watch all of these fans from other clubs booing him yeah. because he's so good and so new. Like the Red Sox. Jealous. Yeah, it's just pure jealousy. And I, have, I haven't seen that in a player since like A-Rod. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets booed because he sucks as a person. But like, I can't remember the last time I saw someone just booed purely on their talent. You know who reminds me? Who he reminds me of? Um, he probably he has had a better rookie year, but he reminds me of like the way he came in and was just immediately this good. Besides Mike Trout, Mike Trout was good in a different way. Yeah. Um, Albert Pujols. Yeah, I mean he's that kind of player. Because like I remember he was a rookie the same year as Jimmy Rollins, and I was a Phillies fan. I didn't understand. I was pretty young, and so I was like, "Why didn't Jimmy Rollins when he's great?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is this monster <laughs> yeah. just destroying future everybody. Hall of Famer." Yeah, the machine. Yeah, but that's what Aaron Judge could be. Almost he's, done. He's uh, I think he could be. It's a damn good start. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, you just you're just interested to see where it goes, right? And mm-hmm. that's why I'm watching. They're gonna get rolled by the Indians. They already are being rolled by the Indians, but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that. Beer's done.
All right. My uh, beer. So now it's Mike's beer. So oh, excited man, to drink more to drink. beer. I'm glad we got PBR because if we got something else, it would be a tough day. I know. And I wasn't even hungover. <laughs> this weather is not helping. This isn't a topic. Maybe we should have talked about it because we're all going to like freaking die from global warming. Nah, well, if we make it that long. Oh, yeah. All right. Here is the beer sound. <laughs> what are we talking about? In case you guys haven't noticed, Mike does the rear bell sound. Rear. Wow. <laughs> the rear bell sound. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. How now, brown cow? How now, brown? Mike does the real beer sound where he just cracks it open and then I do it with my face. <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing. My topic. I'm talking about something that Mike hasn't seen on the television yet, but I binge watched it over the last week. Yeah. American Vandal on Netflix. And I'm late to it. I'm late to it. This came out a while ago. It is the funniest and just cl- most clever wonderful thing I've seen. It was just really enjoyable to watch. So you got to explain the premise. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Oh, dear, right now. Um, <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> it's... If you've ever seen, like, uh, the explosion of documentaries that have come out recently, um, especially Making a Murder on Netflix... They're all on Netflix, which yeah. is the irony. Ne- yeah, well, I mean, that's why they did it, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Netflix Making Murder was the biggest one, where it was an eight-part series of, like trying to figure out if this guy actually murdered, uh, committed a murder that he was uh, convicted of. And then uh, they actually mentioned this in the, in the show, but the, the podcast serial where they went, uh, excuse me, that was a burp. <laughs> okay. That was a very large burp. <laughs> Hopefully I had to get noise, that one out. The noise thing fixed that. I aimed away from the microphone. <laughs> um, uh, and it was also based off serial, which was a, a long podcast looking into a, another guy who was accused of, of murder and put in jail. Um, and they kind of examined it to see if he actually did it. Uh, and they're like these kind of really heavy handed isn't the right word. Cause they're good, but heavy handed and they're very they're uh, dramatic, dramatic yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> American vandal took that form and then placed it on, in a high school, the most high schooly high school. And, uh, 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 the whole premise was based on a kid was blamed for drawing bright red spray painted dicks on every <laughs> faculty member's car and they treat it with this utter seriousness but it's extremely funny uh it's just it's an eight-part series and i know the conceit it sounds like how could they do eight shows on dick drawing <laughs> so on, on who drew the dicks are they but an hour long uh no they're about like anywhere between like 30 to 35 oh, okay. so they're, they're pretty quick but they're just but the, the reason the reason it's so good is is one it's just fucking funny yeah it's just funny and it's um but two there's a few reasons why it works because it'd be a great like five minute short yeah and the conceit would be like oh that's a great SNL skit yeah 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 um but the reason that it may, it works as a show is two they build a really real world they build a real high school of that that feels like lived in where I mean like so the way they prove that like this, they're the star witness for uh, for the, the the school board was a known liar. He was like this kind of like weird dude. So they proved that he was a liar by like going into whether things he had told uh, the, the class that were hard to verify were true or not. One of which was he claimed to have gotten a hand job at summer camp from 
uh, Sarah Pearson, who was one of the hottest girls in the school. So they reconstruct the whole thing. Like, oh, he's lying. Oh, if he lied about the hand job, that he could have lied about that. And it's just very funny because, like, in high school, that's stuff that people talked about. Yeah, everybody lies about stupid yeah, Everybody stuff lies like that. about stupid stuff like that. So Over me. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. But now it's like Instagram. No, house but, party. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so then it all comes back to uh, building this real world of like this petty drama connects to this big crime that everybody's trying to solve, whether or not Dylan did the dicks. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. But, but they also uh, did a really good job of examining the form. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's why you do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's and uh, it does a good job of showing how, you know, documentaries making a murderer and, and serial. I think serial was actually pretty fair. Uh, making a murderer was definitely from one side. Yeah. Um, but documentaries are coming at it from a point of view. If they weren't trying to cast doubt on this crime or this big thing, then there wouldn't have been a show. You know. Exactly. Um, so th- at times, you know, this kid's really getting lost in this world of trying to cast doubt. And he ends up alienating himself in the high school because, you know, he's uncovering people's secret lives yeah. to do this. And it's very interesting um, how you like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you get pulled back out of you like, I'm really into who did the dicks when this kid probably just did the dicks. I won't spoil it whether or not he did the dicks. You might not actually find out if he did the dicks, but it was, it was such a good show. You, if, if, if you like both sophomore humor and documentaries, which right up my alley, amazing. I, I mean, I'm okay with the humor, but I think it's really interesting because I just love mockumentaries as a concept. Oh, they're great. Yeah. I mean, I know you, literally your favorite show in the world is a nine-season... Yeah, I'm a huge Office fan, and I've been saving The Office as a topic... For, a, <laughs> for another day, day. To be named later, yeah. But I like like Christopher Guest movies. Yes, yeah, are Tap, some of my favorite. Yeah. All of them. I love all of them, Best even the bad show. ones. Yeah. Best Show is one of the funniest movies. But I like the way they did it, where um, they did it from this new style of documentary, right? So that's the way I mean. they did they're, it from they're that taking guy. it from yeah. the the right uh, structure for what they're making fun of. Like you know, Spinal Tap works because it's a send up of the rockumentary yeah and um best in show works because it's you know it's like a 90s it's like a PBS thing. yeah it's like yeah it was very 90s um 60 minutes ish but longer yeah. um and the ones that match their form like those that uh, that one that andy sandberg did about like there was supposed to be like vice i can't remember what it was called um but it was just like a send-up of all of the extreme vice news where oh, they, yeah. like you know vice is known for putting themselves in front of the camera as much as whatever they're supposed to be shooting at and just being like over extreme, like we did drugs with Pablo Escobar <laughs> instead of just being like Pablo Escobar drug dealer, <laughs> you know? Well, I, I thought one of the best things about it is like this kid obviously gets super involved with the, the main guy, Dylan Maxwell, Peter Maldonado was the, uh, the fake guy. God, I love the show. Um, <laughs> but he, but like, uh, I think a lot of the, these types of documentaries are very didactic where they're trying to steer you to, to where you know like what these revelations mean. Yeah. So, like multiple times an episode. Like So one of the key points early on uh, to where why Dylan probably didn't do the dicks was because the type of dick was different. So the, the dicks on the cars had mushroom heads and no balls hair. <laughs> and Dylan never forgets a ball hair. And he has a straight tip instead of a mushroom tip. <laughs> but like, so he, so the, like multiple times per episode, and this is one of the first ones where he'd be talking about it. Like, 
they go, wait, do you notice something? The ball hairs. Yeah, the ball hairs. This is big. So like every every time they would like get this big elevation, he would, he would just literally say, this is big. And like, and that's something they do where they just tell yeah. you, no, this is big. Well, it's signposting because they're, yeah. those kinds of shows are really meant for mm, just all kinds of people that might not be the brightest people. Yeah. That then, have to be told. Like you're watching a show about someone getting shot and they find a gun. It's like... <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah, it's a gun. They died from a gun wound. Listen, we all know the ball hairs are important, okay? We're into this. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I have... Man, no you should definitely... If you haven't watched it yet... I know a lot of people have, and a lot of people really liked it. I have. American Vandal. Mike, you should watch it. It's okay. very good. I'll watch it right now. All right, cool. I mean, after this podcast. Nah. Okay, we're just... We're just watching it. Podcast over. Podcast over. I would, I'll, I'll probably end up watching it again to see if I can glean any new facts about who did the dicks. Beer done. It's crazy. The end is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. My beer, Mike's subject. What am I talking about? I don't know. Uh, this is my last subject. Like, so I'm going to this Bronson. Yeah, fire it up. Very good. Um, so I went to go see Blade Runner Ooh. 2049 yesterday. Um, and I have been a Blade Runner fan for a while. I actually didn't watch it until I think... Like, we were in grad school, I think, was when I watched it. I didn't watch it for forever. Part of the reason is because, you know, there was, like, so much back and forth over the years as, as to, like, what version to watch. Yeah, I, I basically, I didn't watch it till. soon after you. Did I watch it with you? No, I, but I watched it soon after you. I only saw it in the last three to four years. And it was, I just watched whatever version HBO had, and I didn't really care. See, I watched, I read which one... Well, I, I, I wanted to watch the one that Ridley Scott, who directed it, mm-hmm. wanted to release, which was the like final super amazing director's cut. Or wasn't it super was. long? Well, all right. So that was part of why I want to talk about this. Sorry. But, um, the the um, original there was like forty eight versions, and you know after Ridley Scott cut the movie, um, you know he handed it to the studio, and they were like, "We don't think that this is straightforward enough. We need." some narration or something so Scott was very against this Harrison Ford thought it was a bad idea he was the lead actor and um, but they like wouldn't back down on it so Ford ended up doing this like narration track like a film noir movie over the top yeah Um, and he was just bored while he was doing it because he didn't want to be there and that took away from the movie for a lot of people I've only ever seen the final director's cut, which removes that narration. Oh, really? Because I've only I've only seen the narration one. And I think some somebody on the if, if we have like our thirty listeners or whatever, yeah. somebody is screaming that I've only seen the narration one. Well, there's a lot of argument over over which one's better, um, but I feel like you should always go with what the director wanted, right? Um, and I think it's this, this like really sparse, beautiful movie where it's like. He did. Scott did this amazing job of building a world, making it beautiful, and I don't think filling it with Harrison Ford being pissed off that he was talking was going to add to it. Yeah. But um, so I bring this up, and that is the lens that I've only ever seen Blade Runner okay. through. And I went to go see the new one because um, it got amazing reviews, and obviously, I mean, obviously, I wanted to see it, but um, I was I wasn't quite sure to, to expect because I th- I was like worried. I was talking to someone right, literally right before I went in, being like. I have a sinking suspicion this is going to be like the new Star Wars movies 
which is that it hints at you know what's great about the old movies it's like yeah memories yeah it's like alluding to nostalgia but like unlike the star wars movie like the especially the version of blade runner i've seen is just like pure art it's like an art movie right like nobody's talking for most of the movie yeah um and i just couldn't see how that in 2017 could work as a big budget movie like it wasn't going to be that way and it kind of was because the movie was freaking two hours and 45 minutes long oof so it was very quiet because there was just so much space and ryan gosling i you know i won't spoil there's some revelations very early on in the movie that i was surprised to learn about but like ryan gosling's character just like doesn't talk very much and he's the main character in this one harrison yeah. ford I think is in the movie less time than the freaking Atari logo is, which is kind of bullshit. He gets first billing on the movie. He's yeah. like barely in it, huh. which actually annoyed me a yeah. lot because it's a sequel. It's, it's almost more, I, I wouldn't go as far as to be like, it's like what rogue one is to the, you know, prequels, but like okay. it is ancillarily related to Harrison Ford's character Deckard. Like the, the story is about him. Mm-hmm. And I won't say any more about that, but like, he's barely in it because he doesn't need to be. And it's like, well, all right, well, isn't that why everyone's watching it? Yeah. To watch Harrison Ford? Like, I mean, I'm interested to see the Gosling. But it, I thought, you know, I like Ryan Gosling a lot, and I think that this movie is the perfect movie for it. Like, this is the, the epitome of his career in the same way that The Matrix was the epitome of Keanu Reeves' career, because both of them walk around dumbfounded in most of their movies. In the same way Keanu in that whole movie was just like, whoa. No, but I think I think Ryan Gosling has like a, a sly knowingness to him. Yeah, and, but he usually uses it. Like he has that, that look, but doesn't say anything. He just kind of like, yeah. you know, walks around going, yeah, I get it. Just handsome smirk. Thing. Yeah. There's a lot of that hey, in this movie. If you can pull off being the handsome smirk guy, yeah. I recommend doing it. Yeah, totally. But that's why this movie was like a perfect thing for that. But um, I, I thought the movie was... It was weird. I, I, I didn't come out of it thinking it was good or bad. I came out of it thinking it was this like weird experience that I will have once that I don't necessarily want to have again, which is the exact same experience huh. I had at Dunkirk, the uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Really? I haven't, I haven't seen either of these. Um, I would recommend watching them. Uh, Dunkirk isn't in the cinema anymore, but these are both movies because of their visual um, you know, aspect and also the soundtrack – um, they're worth watching and they're both Hans Zimmer soundtracks which I actually think is a detriment in this movie but it works in Dunkirk like they're worth watching on a big screen hmm. with, with good speakers but both of these movies were well over two hours and I do think yeah okay Ridley Scott wanted to do that with the original Blade Runner but like 1980 or 83 whatever it was a very different time yeah. than you know October 2017 um, and I don't necessarily think giving him that scope was a great, well, he didn't do it anyway. It was in the end, it was Dennis Villeneuve, um, who's done Arrival, which was a phenomenal film and Sicario, which was an excellent film as well. See, those are tight films. Like they're long, especially Arrival is long, but it's like, you know, it moves. So I, I guess, I, th- and I think maybe your point here is right about the, the Star Wars, um, you know, Star Wars return to the franchise. Um, were they, did they give them, did, did they make it this way because they wanted to 
say, all right, all you people who've been craving a new Blade Runner or a bit of obsessive Blade Runner for all these years, we're going to make a Blade Runner-y Blade Runner. We're going to put it in theaters instead of doing a, a you know a tight hour forty five hour and a half movie. I think I think that you're probably right, but I don't think that financially was probably a smart move. Probably not. I, I just saw I, I didn't see the number, but I saw the weekend box office was like thirty one million, which is not good. Oh really? Um, I don't. I think it won the weekend, but it had no competition. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem. Like, well, it's getting an October release, so it's not supposed to be. It actually film. has an October release for a reason. No, I know that it's not supposed to be a huge film, right? So they're, they're no, no, no. Like, there's a like, reason uh, narratively why it's oh, October sixth. Really? It's in the movie. Oh, hmm. um, which it, they, they had to hit me over the head with it seven times before I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh, that was Friday. Okay, now I get it. I mean, to be fair. They could have just made that any date, right? Yeah, they could have. They could have written in any. They could have written in a Christmas release. But I I think that an October release is fine. I could have seen like a September release, maybe. But it's not a. It's not a summer blockbuster. No, yeah, it's not a Christmas movie. Maybe a Thanksgiving movie. But like, I don't know. It was. It was just a weird, long experience that was like equally dealt with fascinating and interesting uh, you know thoughts about the nature of humanity that like Westworld did mm-hmm. very similar in a lot of ways about mm-hmm. like what does it actually mean to be alive or have a soul or be born or die or whatever um, but it was also just like there was a lot of like you know unnecessary Blade Runner-y uh, callbacks in much the same way that like The Force Awakens had yeah and but I think somebody that that, that I think about this is that anymore I, just because movies are so boring isn't the right word but how many goddamn Avengers movies can you make you know and how many retreads can you make I, I know this I is a retread this is still a retread I know, I know it's a retread but I'm happy that you get to make movies that are idiosyncratic and weird I guess but like Dennis Villeneuve's previous or Denis Villeneuve previous films are original movies like Arrival is a brilliant Oscar nominated film Sicario I didn't watch so recently is much better than expected that's a really yeah really good film they're both completely original ideas that didn't require you know leaning on someone else's world Um, but I can see why they gave it to him like he was the perfect like I would love to see what he did with a Star Wars movie yeah like I think it would be like I still think Rogue One is probably at least cinematically like a, a more awesome film than Force Awakens was. Yeah, I agree. And I'd love to see him do something like that with Star Wars. Cause I think the next one's going to be really good. Is it Ryan Johnson, right? Uh, yeah, Ryan. Ryan, Wait, which uh, the, um, the big one? Yeah, the Last Jedi. Apparently, there's a trailer coming out tomorrow. Yeah, because now this is a thing that we do that we have trailers for our trailers. Yep. Which is just like, what the hell is that? What is this, Alabama? I don't get it. I got trailers from my trailers. Oh, that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Um, I gotta explain it to get a laugh, but but it was good. I don't have a lot more to say about this movie, but what I would I'm say my beer, so. is it's worth experiencing, and it like legitimately, I came out of it feeling numb. Hmm. Like I felt weird when I came out of it. I, well, that's cool. That's a good experience. Partially, pop, pop, possibly because it was freaking three hours sitting in the dark getting but that's, but that's, that's hit on by movies, Hans Zimmer. Movies should be an experience instead of yes. another goddamn thing that seems like every other thing. Oh, yeah. And that's that's why I wanted to talk about it is because it's not good or bad. It's so different. 
That's cool. That's yeah. A, honestly, that's the experience I got watching the first Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, All right. We're yeah. done with this. Some topic's done. But it's worth watching. It's just... I don't know. A lot of people love it, and I think they love it because it's already different. But like, it is a strange freaking thing. Well, I'm gonna have to go see this. Yes, you should. Here, have a six pack holder. Don't I'm gonna break. It. I'm gonna break it up for the sake of the fishes. You know, it's funny. When I, I would always put that in the recycle bin, and my mom would be like, "Break it up. What if the dolphin get it?" I'm like, "It's going in the recycle bin." That's the whole point is that it won't go into the ocean. I don't know. But, I don't know how that works. Tim is doing that, even though I do recycle it. <laughs> What's okay. your last topic? The last topic, um, it's kind of random. So yesterday and today almost, uh, I, I would say, I was feeling hungry in the morning as I want to do on the weekends. Uh, when I say morning, I mean like early afternoon. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just before noon. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was feeling hungry and I was thinking, like, oh, what kind of food could I go for? And I thought about diners. Yeah. And I just want to talk about diners. And I know it's, this is almost like my soup conversation. <laughs> but uh, Tim always brings it like esoteric ones. I'm always like, here's a thing I did this week. No, yeah, I'm always coming with the weird Tim's like, what do you think about shoes? <laughs> oh, I didn't talk about shoes. Um, <laughs> save that. Write that one down. Pin that one. Um, but I was thinking about diners because I, I live in Astoria, which is, I mean, there are more diners in Astoria than other places. But where I live, I live kind of central around like the... I guess the more Brooklyn parts of Astoria. Yeah, like the, the closest thing to the hip part of Astoria. Yeah, I mean, like I live near Bear Burger, which... That's not hip. No, but it's... It, no, but it, it's... Uh, I thought you were going to say... Uh, it's like gentrified. Part. It's part of a fully formed neighborhood now. Yeah, I guess it's fair. You know I mean, what I mean? I mean, there's like legitimate hip stuff. Like No, yes, there is hip Like shit. Queen's Comfort, listeners, yeah. if you are in the New York metro area, is worth going to Astoria for. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But that is very different... Also, the Strand of Barbecue. Oof. Been into yeah, that recently. It's a very good place. Um, but anyway. I haven't been back to Astoria since... Come hang out. Come on. I come to Brooklyn all the time. Tim comes to Brooklyn every time. It's great for me. Yeah, well, Mike has the recording equipment. Anyway. And my apartment is great. So I was... <laughs> yup. So I was talking about... Uh, I was thinking about like, what I wanted to eat, and I, what I wanted was diner food. Yeah. And I live in Astoria, and there are some diners, but it's kind of a trek, and I, I didn't end up going to a diner. But I think it's an experience that's lost and I know there's been so many think pieces on this but I just want to talk about it because I I think the idea of I think we probably saw I mean you grew up in England but I growing up in the mid-Atlantic when I did I might have seen like kind of the last gasp of good diners like I had diners in my town yeah and now like when I think back to Wilmington uh, like we used to go out in, in high school we would go out and do whatever we were doing that night you know, we found our way into whatever kind of thing we were doing. And we would go to, it's called the Golden Castle Diner. It was off like a highway. Uh, we knew a kid I played soccer with, Hassan, his family owned it. We would go there and we'd eat these like weird yellow pancakes that were delicious. Aren't pancakes usually yellow? But like more yellow than you're thinking. Oh, like actually yellow? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what they, and they might have used like cornmeal or something. Cornmeal? Yeah, maybe. But they were delicious and wonderful. I mean, and it's like, see like Hassan's players like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and you go in there, you go hang out, you have a couple pancakes, you close out your night or the next, or if we had been doing something the night before, <laughs> you go out and you start your morning the next morning 
and it's just a good place to hang out. It's like a bar that isn't a bar. Totally. You I know, totally it's agree. a comfortable place to go have a meal and have comfort food. And, and cheap. Well, and also <laughs> usually at all times of the day. And yeah. Like, that was a 24-hour. The Golden Castle was 24 the, the good diners are. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of stuff in our culture now that is 24 hours, especially in New York. Like, there is stuff you can get at any time. But there is yeah. something, especially when you get out of the big cities that, like, yeah. Small town diner was the heart. Like when I that that's the only reason we went there. Yeah, and like this summer when I got to go on, I did a reporting trip with my colleague and friend Dave Grishkorn. Gersh, <laughs> good man. I have no idea if you listen to the podcast. It'd be funny if you'd be like, "Hey, that's me." Um, we did a story about uh, autonomous trucking and used an allegory of this small town, Milton, Wisconsin, um, which. Oh, Pardon? I was just doing it Wisconsin accent. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. You know, that's uh, probably more Minnesota. You betcha. Ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. It was like one Wisconsin listener be like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had a, a bypass through town that basically, or sorry, it used to have a trucking route through town, and it got uh, bypassed. They essentially took the trucking route out of Main Street, put it on the highway around. Yeah. And it killed the local economy. And, uh, um, that we were using that as an allegory for um, for autonomous trucking and what it's going to do with small town America. Yeah. But the first place we went after the businesses that went out of uh, business was the diner. Yeah. We went to the town diner and we talked to the locals about you know how the town changed and it's and it was crazy like in every town in America once you get out of somewhere big like it is the diner like yeah. And sometimes it's the diner by the side of the freeway that's like the big garish art deco-y 24-hour ones, and they're great. Or sometimes yeah. it's the like converted railroad cart, yeah, which is also great. I mean, I'm thinking like the, like, I mean the the bright metallic jersey diners that are fantastic. Yeah, those are the ones that look like railroad cars. Yeah, it's bizarre, um, but it's amazing. Yeah, there was one. That still exists in uh, Summit, New Jersey, where my uh, where I lived for two whole years of my life, like Both zero to two, zero to two. <laughs> um, but my I still have family in the area, and um, we go back to the Summit Diner, Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Can't beat that fired up. You can't. And then you know, like in college, like two o'clock in the morning, like yeah, go home, you have a good night. You're like, you know what I go for? waffles right yeah. <laughs> like that's I just love that concept that's like one of those things this sounds so dumb but like along with baseball baseball was another one but like these were things that were not available to me in the UK and conceptually I found them to be so fascinating and so awesome like that was like one of the things that made me want to move back to America I know how dumb that sounds no, but, but, it's, like, but it's okay so like alright here's here's my point on this and I think what really is the draw of diners Besides, besides good, cheap food, which yeah. should not be understated, um, it's community. You know, it's it's like, to draw back to the things you're saying, honestly, it's like AIM, to bring it back to the first subject here, AIM, the reason we have nostalgia about it, the reason we have nostalgia about diners was AIM was community for me in, in middle school. It was how my friends and I and your first loves and your first breakups. It's how you interact with diners yeah. like a pub in England. Like I'm sure, I mean, I know that's dying as well, but it it's, but it's, you know, the, the pub culture and the diner culture, very similar. And now when I go back to Wilmington, uh, Wilmington, Delaware, where the gold castle battle was, which 
Golden Castle closed down years ago, um, the closest thing we have to like a real God's honest good diner has like uncomfortable stylish plastic seating. Um, it's called Lucky's Diner, and it's fine. There's like a good, there's a counter, so it has like a decent feel. But there's like these like weird stylish plastic seats, and it's a little too bright, and it's a little too like hip. It's like, well, that's not what you you want a booth. You want a nice stool. You want something comfortable, and and, and it's just a, it's a dying thing. It feels like home. Yeah, and it's and it's moving out. And like I, I I think there's still places in New York where you can get it, but it's it's. It's, it's falling apart. It's fewer and farther between. Yeah. Um, I have like one sip left, so I need to ask you. Yeah. Go to diner order. What time of day are we talking? Because that's... Um, no, what's your go-to... So like, I, I'm usually, I'm frequenting a diner like breakfast eat time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyone who goes to a diner and orders like a steak is doing a diner wrong. Well, I mean, you get like a good club sandwich or something. Yeah, no, that's true. People get sandwiches. All right, totally so anyway, anyway. Like my mom always gets a tuna melt. It could be freaking 11 o'clock in the morning. That's her go-to. More power to you, but like I would – what's yours? I would say mine is either usually like – you know how they have those big-ass plates where it's like two fried eggs with sausage and toast and all that shit and like home fries? That's good. Like, like the lumber <laughs> – thanks, bud. But like the lumberjack plate. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's either oh, yeah. that or it's um, corned beef hash. Fair. Remember the well, – there was a diner in Evanston. Tim and I went to Northwestern. Um, the – I forget the name of it. But they had like skillets. Big fan of a skillet plate. Oh, that's a good, yeah, it's a yeah. good that's but a they don't know, you know, that's not always always on a diner menu. Yeah. I think for me, it's definitely, I used to do a Western omelet. Big mm. fan of a Western omelet with a couple pieces of toast that are buttered and solid. Maybe a salad. Can't go wrong with that. You know, like stuff like that. Like, and it's great. It could be 9 o'clock in the morning. It could be 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It could be 3 in the morning. Like, I will always eat that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I just love that. And to be fair, I did it today. I had breakfast at 2 because... I was busy and I forgot. And then I was like, <laughs> I should eat. And that's what you want. You want breakfast food. And breakfast food, everything that we have at like a diner is intrinsically American. Yeah. And kind of awesome. Yeah. And so unique to this country. Anyway, I am down to my last sip. We've ended on a surprisingly patriotic note about diners. All right. That was the week seven six pack podcast. Yeah. And you know what I have to say, even though I I actually feel fine. I mean, nice. I feel very full of malted hop beer, but the longer the longer you go here, the worse your point's going to be. What if I don't talk? And I just- <laughs> <laughs> Mike's point was going to be because I know Mike was that the lighter beer made us move a little bit quicker, and it wasn't as bad. <laughs> yes, um, I know Murph pretty well at this point, but I didn't know he was a huge Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Uh, on that note, oh, on that note, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, uh, actually, we won't. Well, we'll see you at some point. We'll see you at some point. Mike and I are both traveling next weekend, so we're gonna week eight might be a little bit late, but it'll be out. It'll still be week eight. Yeah, <laughs> just, week I eight. guess we just arbitrarily. We're decide. not like Apple. We're not gonna go from freaking seven to ten. I'm just saying it might take a little bit longer than usual for those six pack heads out there. The the six heads. All right, see you guys. Bye. Nailed it.